Okay, we are going to take the IQ of this uh, radio program, Jerry, and we're going to triple it <laughs> right now. Well, fingers across. Yes, George Will, Washington Post columnist, you know him, has got a new book out, American Happiness and Discontents, and he joins us now. Hi, hi, George. Good how morning, are you? George Will. Hi, how are you? Good, good. I have to ask you the book, American Happiness and Discontents, The Unruly Torrent, 2008 to 20. Let's begin. What was the event in 2008 that began this change that we've seen the last 12, 13 years? Well, I'm not sure this began it, but what happened then, of course, was the election of Barack Obama. Okay. Insertion into our politics of really amazingly stupid ideas that Barack Obama's a Muslim, that Barack Obama wasn't born in this country, et cetera, et cetera. And it was presaged what came to full fruition in uh, the election of 2020 when the, the country threw up its hands and said, we've had enough of that. I hope that's what they meant by the 2020 election. But uh, the period covered by this book will not, I think, be remembered by historians as the era of good feeling 2.0. This is something else and something I hope we're going to get over. And, you know, you've won Pulitzer Prizes. You've been around. You've had a great uh, Hall of Fame. You've done everything over the decades. In your opinion, because you hear today, oh, it's so bad, it's so divided, is it better or worse, do you think, than it was in the late 60s? Because that was uh, an explosive time in this country as well. It was an explosive time. Uh, I think today we're not as, as, as bitterly divided and vulgar in our expression of our divisions as actually we were in the 1790s when, when political parties emerged they neither desired nor anticipated by the framers. Things are not as bad today as they were in the 1850s when we were on the verge of a civil okay. war that would cost 600,000 lives. But in the 1960s, and you're right to point to this, the 1960s began to demonstrate that politics is indeed downstream from culture and that if you want to understand the politics, don't focus so much on the politics. Focus more on, on cultural developments in the country, and you'll be surprised how much that explains. That's why I write in the current book a lot about parenting and how the way we parent children produces the kind of children who produce the weirdness going on on campuses now, with students saying they don't want freedom of speech, they want freedom from speech that they find disagreeable, they want safe spaces, they want bias response teams to stamp out microaggressions and all the rest. Yeah. See, George, that's what I think is dangerous, and blame my generation because I'm 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 in my forties, and we did this. But um, the dangerous part is you, like, especially on social media, where you'll fall in line with our thinking, or we'll cancel you, and it's both sides. One side thinks it's the other. The other side thinks it's them, and really, if you disagree with them, they'll destroy, try to destroy you. Well, you're right, and and as you noted, the book begins in 2008. You know what happened in 2007? The first smartphone. Yeah, see, it's sort of, tech. The sort, the sort of the beginning of the, the digital age and all the social media that give tremendous velocity to stupidity. Sure. It's a very bad combination. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the threat, you know, you, you mentioned the 1700s, the 1800s, the late 60s. The difference is we, they, we didn't have the tech, of course, we have today because big tech, as we're seeing played out in the news daily, that is truly a threat to the First Amendment in many, many ways. It certainly is, and, and it it tends, I think it's rewiring the brains of young people who spend so much time on their screens. 
that makes them at once isolated and volatile and nervous and, well, prepared to be injured. Yeah, well, everybody's judging you. My kids are on social media, and I monitor it. But everybody, you put up a video, and people are judging you, man. I wouldn't, if I'm 14, you're 15, 16, I wouldn't know how to react Handle to that. that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's constant. George Will's with us, Washington Post columnist, author, American Happiness and Discontents. Hey, I, I was uh, going to ask you about media coverage because, you know, there was 24-hour news cycle on Trump, and a lot of it was his 14 tweets a day or whatever. Now it's up until Afghanistan, kind of softballing Biden a little bit until recently. How do you think the media's uh, hand in this takes? Because, boy, it's an awful lot. Well, the, the media decided, I'm afraid, that Donald Trump was not just a bad president. He was a national emergency. And because he was a national emergency, that the general rules of detachment and objectivity on the part of journalists could be suspended. And so you, you had a kind of aggressive, aggressive abandonment, I guess I'd say, of, of even the pretense of objectivity. Donald Trump would say something false. And the journalists, instead of reporting what he said and then saying, here are some facts, would just say, Donald Trump falsely said. I would just as soon that journalists would let their readers draw their own conclusions. Yeah, I'm with you there. And hey. you look at the education. I mean, the right, at least thus far, has most certainly lost the cultural war. I mean, education, Hollywood, athletics, the media, the right. I mean, they've really way, way behind. And I don't know if it'll stay that way, but the left has definitely won the culture war to this point. I think that's right, and I think that explains the sense of grievance and embattled, embattledness that the right feels, which makes them particularly prickly. And, and what's happened is we're the only nation founded on a good idea, the pursuit of happiness as each individual defines it. The trouble is that today an enormous number of Americans define their happiness as the unhappiness of the other team. <laughs> good point. That does not make us... That does not make for a happy community. Well, yeah. and I see there you're also right on to a lighter uh, subjects here. Frank Sinatra, Bob Dylan, uh, you had experience. What, what, what about Frank should we know? Well, just take a look at the lyrics that Frank of the, of the songs Frank sang from the Great American Songbook. Yeah. Compare them to I Don't Get No Satisfaction. Now, please. Anyone who's inclined to think that the evolution of society necessarily means the improvement of society can refute that serene idea by just looking at the decline of popular culture from uh, Frank Sinatra to today's yeah. music. The Beach Boys interested me because they illustrate how baby boomer nostalgia is entirely cued by popular music. I went to see the Beach Boys' 50th anniversary tour. Now, these are still calling themselves boys. Sorry, they're all of <laughs> The beach men. Hey, hey, George, you know, beach geezers. The yes. beach geezers, yeah. We, we could do an entire interview with you on baseball, on the subject of baseball. Is baseball, because they're trying a lot of different things, is baseball on the right track? Because they're about to lose, uh, uh, I don't want to say a generation, but they're, they're skipping about 20 years of fans here. There's no question that baseball's in trouble because the ball is not put in play enough. It's all home runs, walks, right. and strikeouts. In the last 
25 minutes of the last game of the World Series last year, Game 6, 2020, the ball was put in play in 25 minutes twice. Wow. Now, that's boring, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And and young people, people who's, who are wired to the modern quick media are not going to put up with that and they're not going to stay around so they're going to have to reform the game yeah i always say whenever i find myself talking baseball it's with somebody over the age of 50 <laughs> that's a that's a ominous sign yeah. i'm not there yet jerry <laughs> no that's true you'll, you'll talk baseball hey george uh it sounds like a fascinating book uh barnes and noble amazon available widespread right website absolutely do doing very well on amazon Well, George, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for it. I enjoyed this very much. Okay, bye-bye.